Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space. So you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. That's Ye old Crime. Y-E-O-L-D-E-C-R-I-M-E. Now back to the show. Welcome to Yield Crime, where we discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear. I'm your host, Lindsay Valenti, and with me is my sister and co-host, Maddie Stengel. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's going. A few technical difficulties this time around. Yep. There will not be any uh, video outtakes from this one because yeah. Zoom was being kind of a punk. Mm-hmm. So we are using Zencaster this time. So we will see how this goes. I'm hoping it'll go well. We'll see. I mean, I can see it recording the audio, so that's good. Yeah, that is comforting. It's kind of fun to watch. It is kind of fun to watch. Ooh, look at it go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is the first episode in our... Spoopy series. Spoopy series. And... As I told Maddie previously, this is going to be a French story. And the subject of this story has a very French name that I'm only going to say once their first name because I don't speak French and it's really hard to say. (laughs) So the topic of this week's episode is Cagille Garnier, the werewolf of Dole. Werewolves, huh? Yep. All right, let's do it. So information was pulled from the following sources. A 2019 Mysterious Universe article by Brent Swanser a 2018 History.com article, a 2017 Executed Today article, 2012 Oddment Emporium article, 2010 Werewolves.com article, (laughs) and our friends over at Wikipedia. There's a Werewolves.com. Yes. How long has it existed? Why didn't I know about this? I don't know. Is it like old school graphics or is it like a, is it like a Zanga site or is it a real? It's a real site. Huh. I can't remember exactly what it looks like because I looked at several different sites for my sources. So. You don't know exactly what werewolves.com looks like? I don't recall. I'd be a horrible character witness. Now I'm going to have to look at it. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if they did it if they did the plural wrong and it was werewolves.com? Oh, man. That'd be funny. <laughs> That's the Zenga That's version. That's the Zenga one. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a MIDI playing in the background yep. of like Monster Mash. And as always, links to all these articles will be included in the show notes. Okay. So in the 16th century, Europeans were extremely suspicious, which I realize is something new and funny for them to be. (laughs) Right. They didn't burn or persecute anybody for being different or weird. Nope. Hairier than normal. Mm -mm. Moats. It's fine. And heinous crimes were often blamed on horrific beasts, such as werewolves as the idea of a human committing such crimes was too awful to contemplate. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. And the werewolf came from a number of legends and was believed to be a shapeshifter, not necessarily someone who was born with the curse of the werewolf. Interesting. 
And some believe they transformed with the help of enchanted items, such as a cloak made of wolf pelt or a special sash. Ooh, what color was this sash? I don't know. I'm picturing red. I am too. (laughs) This is like a silk red sash. Mm -hmm. This is only for werewolves. Fancy. And other legends claim that the afflicted would transform after being bitten or scratched by a werewolf. That makes more sense. Yep. Next out. And of course, as always, a common thread in the werewolf lore was the idea that a person can only transform into a wolf during a full moon. Yeah. I never quite understood that part, but... I didn't either, but... Pull of the tides or something like that. Something. So if you lived in the tiny commune of Dole in the late 1500s, then you probably had reason to fear the dark. For that's the year that the werewolf of Dole started his killing spree. Ouch. Okay. Located in the cultural and historical region of eastern France, Dole used to be the capital of Franca-Comte. <laughs> You're so good at it. I know. Until Louis XIV conquered the area. It also became the backdrop of a spate of supernatural killing sprees, such as the one in the fall of 1572 at the hands or claws of the werewolf of Dole. All right. So not much is known about his early life. But Garnier was known locally as a reclusive hermit who lived out in the woods with his new wife. And since they were isolated from the people of Dole, it was hard for Garnier to provide for not just himself, but his new bride as well. Right. And this inability to continuously provide for his family caused them to fight. Yep, that'll do it. Not having enough provisions. Yep. And children shortly began to disappear from their homes, either gone completely or later found dead and mutilated. Okay. Yeah. The locals at first believed it to be the work of a wolf that must have been roaming the neighboring woods. But as a group of men from a nearby town would soon discover, it was something far worse. It was a man. (laughs) It was a monkey. It's like, that just reminds me of that quick little video of like, when they they show the the word rapist. And then they're Mm -hmm. like, what's worse than a rapist? And he rips up the, it says child. And then the guy's like, a child. No, that's not what I meant. Okay, so I am going to put in a trigger warning. Okay. Because this is going to get really gross, like now. Uh, Okay. And we'll be talking about the deaths of children, not to mention cannibalism. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, if this is content that you can't handle, perhaps fast forward for a little bit and nothing is going to be gone into in extreme graphic detail. It's just going to be listed. So, Fair. All right. Okay, so now we're talking about the maulings and murders of children. Yes. Okay, I'm ready. It's going to be fairly quick. So as he would later retell during his trial, Garnier's first victim was a 10-year-old girl that he attacked in October of 1572. Mm-hmm. He dragged her into a vineyard outside of Dole, where he proceeded to strangle her before removing her clothes and eating the flesh from her arms and thighs. Oh, God. Okay. And afterwards, he took some of her flesh home to his wife. Great. He sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And weeks later, his second target was another young girl that he clawed at and bit, but he was unable to kill her before he was chased off by farmers who swore that they'd chased off a wolf. She unfortunately succumbed to her injuries within a few days of the attack. Oh, yeah. 
Getting clawed and bit at by a grown man might do that to you. Yeah. In November 1572, he attacked and killed a boy nearby and cannibalized his thighs and belly before tearing off one of his legs to save for later. Okay. Is that like a drumstick? Like a really sick version of a drumstick? Yeah. I hate this. (laughs) And this is the last part. Okay. During his final attack, Garnier strangled a young boy, but was unable to finish the crime after being spooked by a group of passersby. He had to abandon the body before he could cannibalize it and was quickly captured before being brought to trial. So that's the end of all the the gross killing stuff. Okay. So he actually didn't have that many victims, which is good. Yeah. He only had the four. Okay. I mean, it's, it's still not great, but... No. Okay. At his trial, Garnier explained how he came to be a werewolf. He was hunting in the forest one night, trying unsuccessfully to find food for him and his wife, Mm -hmm. when a specter appeared to him and offered to ease his troubles. Oh, was the specter a wolf? I don't know. It didn't really say. But Garnier told how the specter gave him an ointment that would allow him to take the form of a wolf, which would make it easier for him to hunt and provide for his family. Mm -hmm. However, instead of hunting game, he stalked and killed at least four children between the ages of nine and 12. Great. Just what the specter wanted, right? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And even in the small village of Dole, his trial brought some 50 witnesses to ensure without a shadow of a doubt that he was, in fact, the werewolf that he was being tried as. Was he like hairy or kind of weird looking? I'm assuming that because he was a hermit, he wasn't super attractive. (laughs) I mean, I mean, obviously it's like pre-1600, so there aren't a lot of like illustrations of this guy. Nobody was drawing him. And a lot of this information was just more like a footnote type of thing Mm -hmm. as far as werewolf activity in this area. So there wasn't a whole lot on him, to be honest. Interesting. Did they ever find the salve? No. Mm. Convenient. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's mental illness. (laughs) So many attested to seeing him in both human and wolf form when stalking and attacking the children. Garnier was found guilty of the crimes of, quote, lycanthropy and witchcraft. Great. Before being burnt at the stake on January 18th, 1574, which was believed to be one of the only ways to kill a werewolf at that time. All right. That's strange. There's only one way to kill him. At that time, they just believed that burning them kind of like witches was the only way to kill them. Killing it with fire. Yep. Great. Like spiders. (laughs) Yeah. Burn all the things, including spiders, which will burn your house down. But at least your spiders are gone. Yep. Great. (laughs) So... Unfortunately, that's it. That's that's the end of the story. So oh, it's like okay. so they just burned him. In. Yep. So it was just super short. Okay. So I was going to include information about the other case that took place in Dole, mm-hmm. but I ran out of time to research it. So it's fair. Instead, we have um, a really long listener story. Ooh, is it spoopy? It is spoopy. I'm so excited. Before we do that, we're going to do a podcast plug. Okay. And this week's podcast is the Campfire Classics podcast. Ooh, nice name. 
Remember those stories you were supposed to read in high school? Oh, uh, Dickens. Poe. That's literally all the names I can think of. <laughs> Did you read them? Obviously, I didn't. Let us read them for you. Uh, that sounds dangerous. What does? Reading. <laughs> it might go badly. But that's half the fun. I'm Ken Sandberg. And I'm Heather Michelle Lawler. Check out Campfire Classics, where we try to read those books that look really good on your shelf. Campfire Classics is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen, like, follow. It's very funny. I've listened to it. The hosts are great. And I think it's definitely worth a listen if you'd like to hear a modern take on some classic literature. I think that sounds like a great idea, especially since this is like cozy weather where you just kind of want to stay in, cuddle up, listen to something. Yeah. It's a perfect time. So we will have a link to this in the show notes. Awesome. And our listener story actually comes from Heather of the Campfire Classics podcast. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Thank you, Heather. So she starts with, I'm not sure how much detail you would like me to go into. <laughs> Perfect beginning to any story. Yep. But my friend Luke and I were walking around the grounds in the middle of the night, just exploring and quote unquote ghost hunting. We went to the Randolph house, which is the most haunted property at Colonial Williamsburg. Oh, damn. Yes. How haunted do you have to be to be that the most haunted in Colonial Williamsburg? I know. As soon as I saw Colonial Williamsburg, I was like, oh, fuck. Is it the most haunted because the apparitions just hang out all day? Like you can just see them all the time? They're like, sup, man? You want some butter? Just turned it. Want some ghost butter? Ghost butter. <laughs> to go with your ghost toast? Ghost butter and ghost toast. That you roast over spiders that they burned. <laughs> witch spiders. Werewolf witch spiders. Werewolf witch spiders. Perfect. Okay, so this, this sounds about right. So super haunted, ghost toast, house. Yep. Ready. And we snuck behind one of the random unlocked gates into the backyard. Naughty. Which is closed to the public. And as we walked in, we both looked at each other. I swear the temperature dropped 15 degrees. Damn. It was Virginia summer, so even at night, it was 80 degrees. Yeah. As we stepped into this backyard, we both had goosebumps and a chill. We both swear we felt someone watching us from up there. That was enough. We were out of there. <laughs> yeah, that would do it. As we walked home to our housing off of the Colonial Wil Williamsburg property, we took the back path behind the governor's mansion. Okay. And that's where things got even weirder. Oh, no. As we walked back through this tree-covered back walkway off the ground of Colonial Williamsburg, mm -hmm. we were walking together behind the soldier burial ground. Don't do that. Yeah. That sounds like a terrible idea. Why wouldn't you go, like, in the well-lit area where there's, like, a McDonald's and, I don't know, like, a recycling bin? <laughs> you don't want to take that path. Ye old McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, I suppose they're still colonial Williamsburg. <laughs> Instead of the gold arches, they're like the bronze arches and they're all green. It's just a crown. <laughs> That's what it is. It's called Dukes. Like <laughs> <laughs> 
no. Okay. Oh, All right. right. Great. So soldier's graves. Cool. 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 Yep. Cool. I'm ready. And she continues, I thought I saw something to the right in that area and Luke walked ahead. I was looking at something hazy and suddenly something grabbed my right ankle. Nope. I looked down and there was nothing. I immediately called up to Luke and he said, do you see that? No. I walked up, totally freaked out and saw an orb light floating in the tree above Luke. It was bobbing and we, and at first we were like, it has to be a bug or something. Yeah. Bugs bob. You know, like fireflies. Yeah. And then it kept bobbing in front of us. It came down and floated bobbing down the path out of Colonial Williamsburg property. It was like, get out. This is the way. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> right? <laughs> and the second we hit the street outside of the ground, the orb disappeared. Yep. It's like, get out of my house. We just stood there for a few minutes in silence. Then I told Luke about the ankle grab. He said, no fucking way. <laughs> and I said, Yes. It happened when you walked ahead of me when I think I saw something in the distance. He told me that he had moved forward ahead of me because something had grabbed his shoulder. And as he went to look behind him, the orb light caught his eye. Huh. So this is either, it's either more than one ghost or a ghost with like obscenely long arms. Yep. Mess with somebody's shoulder and ankle at the same time. But I suppose if you're a ghost, you can do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Go, go, gadget. Ghost arms. And she says Luke still works there. Apparently he works at Colonial Williamsburg. Oh, does he, does he work at Duke's? Yield <laughs> 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 Angus burger. Pe- peasant fries. Colonel Angus. Peasant. They're freedom fries, Maddie. No, no, they're peasant fries. And it's just... It's just raw potatoes. That's all. <laughs> you get ghost butter and raw potatoes and it's twelve ninety nine. But she said Luke still works there. And we both still remember that night so vividly when there were clearly bad spirits around and an orb of light led us to safety. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. I wonder if it was bobbing because it was like, why aren't you moving? Yeah. Or maybe it was like... You guys are so ADD. I need your <laughs> It's like the little light from Zelda. Like, hey, listen, listen. Maybe the bobbing was like as if the body was walking. You know what I mean? Uh, no. And so the orb bobbed with how like your legs would move when you're walking. I suppose that could be yeah. Ugh. For some reason, that just made it grosser to me. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to assume the orb was like the pelvis or something, and it's just like well, what bobbing. If was, what if it was the pelvis? Because that's all that was left of that soldier. Gross. Could be. I've got a pelvic floor of steel, and I'm going to use it to bob my way out of here. <laughs> well, thank you, Heather. I appreciate yeah, that you, you sent that in. Please don't go to Colonial Williamsburg at night. Yeah, don't go ever again. That sounds like a bad idea. Sounds like a place where you should like douse yourself in sage before you enter. Right. Oh, did you know that they sell? So, you know, that discount store five below. Mm-hmm. They sell sage. Of course they do. <laughs> like sage you can burn in your house. God. <laughs> you think you could purify anything with that sage? <laughs> I think it's like $3. 
It's probably sage that you would buy to flavor your food at the grocery store. It's probably not even like no, the correct a, sage. It's a smudge stick, but I don't know. But do you honestly think it's full of the correct type of sage? No, absolutely not. It's probably got like oregano in it or something. <laughs> <It's got laughs> cilantro in there. Instead of purifying your house, it just unleashes a bunch of pasta demons and like... <laughs> <laughs> there's bow tie orbs everywhere <laughs> they just start messing with your stuff like there's sauce on all my clothes <laughs> there's pesto on the walls any any beverage you have just boils <laughs> gross and tastes like noodle water yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the worst poltergeist ever the pasta geist <laughs> pasta geist TM, TM, TM. <laughs> now we have to make this. It's an actual like flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> that's actually, you know, the flying spaghetti monster religion. That's their antichrist. <laughs> pasta geist. Oh, no, the pasta geist. <laughs> Boil the holy water. <laughs> oh, God. That's funny. Oh, no. I'm sorry if I offended any uh, Pastafarians. Any Pastafarians? I'm really sorry. I think they'll be okay. Yeah. Maybe it's a real thing and they'll write in. If you do write in, can you please send a picture of you wearing your special hat? Yes. That's necessary. And mm-hmm. the research mm-hmm. that we're doing. We're doing so much research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the research. All of it. So much of it. So I figured... Since we both have so many stories between the two of us, supernatural encounters, that each week we could each tell a story. Oh, no. So I'm nominating you this week to tell a story. (laughs) Great. Um, Okay. Well, one that I have is from our old house. Um, We had activity in our old house that every single one of us experienced um, at some point. And one of the scariest things was like sleep paralysis that would happen. Mm -hmm. And I remember this vividly of, uh, I was sleeping in my room and it was really, it was colder than it should have been. Um, cause we had a nice house, (laughs) but I remember waking up and I could see down the staircase, like outside of my bedroom, and I followed something running up the stairs, coming into my room and jumping on my bed, pinning me down. And I felt a hot breath on my face and I couldn't speak. I couldn't scream. I couldn't move my head. And it was like that for an eternity to me, but it was probably only like a few seconds, you know? And then mm-hmm. I remember screaming, get off me. And then it just, you could like feel it leave the room and then everything was fine. And it freaked me out to no end. I don't think I slept well for weeks after that. I was even afraid. Like, I love sleeping with, like, my feet uncovered. I suffered. (laughs) 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 Nobody's touching my toes today. Um, But, yeah, I I remember that sleep paralysis the most, which was super strange. And mom had an experience sleeping on the chair. So uh, she felt somebody like jump on her and breathe in her face. And it was in the same house. Gross. And it wasn't, I don't know, like it wasn't 
to me, it didn't feel malicious. It just felt like, like a di- like an asshole that was like playing a prank on you. Mm-hmm. But it was that. And then, um, there were footsteps up those stairs every single night on the dot. Like someone was just going, doing their routine every day. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the time? I never remember the time. No. But there was always footsteps. Mm-hmm. Like heavy booted footsteps every single night. It's just weird. But yeah. Yep. That's my first spoopy story. I think we should save the creepy children one at our cousin's house for last because that one's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Or maybe the third one. Yeah. Yeah. We have a ghost story that we both saw ghosts the same night and we didn't tell each other about it until like, what, three years ago? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, there was a ghost on you. And you were like, there was a ghost on you. And I was like, oh! <laughs> it was supposed to choose you, not me. Damn it. <laughs> You're older. Eat her. <laughs> yeah. So we'll share that one. How about we make that the third one? Okay. Like a combo one. Since yours are like far scarier than mine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you want to talk about something good after that? Yeah, sure. Um, something good. I made, um, we were watching a bunch of Bake Off, as you do, um, during this wonderful sweater weather season. And mm-hmm. I was watching people make meringues and I just really wanted to make macarons again, French macarons. So I made a batch and they actually like turned out pretty good. They didn't have nipples. They had feet and they're not like bone dry. And they're not like wet in the middle. I don't know if I would have passed with Bake Off, but um, we ate them. So (laughs) they're like this nice little purple color. I'll take a picture so you can decide if you want to add it to our Instagram or not. But yeah, I will. So So that was something that I really liked. What's his name? Paul Hollywood. Yep. Do you think he would have approved? No. <laughs> they had. I think he would have said it, they were all right, and then I would have had to do something super impressive with the the um, last bake. So, and I would have had to do well during the technical, and I don't think I would ever do well during a technical. So that's my that's my good thing. It was just, it was kind of fun. I just really I I really enjoy baking, and I don't get to do it often, especially now since you can't really like share food with anyone. You know? Yeah. So, it was nice to be able to bake for fun. So that's my good thing. What's your good thing? Um, I finally was able to get some antibiotics to fight off my sinus infection. How long did that take? When did you finally get it? Yesterday. No, you're- Friday. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah. So I've been like suffering for two weeks. Yeah. You thought you had... COVID and went to get tested. And then when you were negative, it was like, okay, uh, so it's obviously a really bad sinus infection. <laughs> Can someone yeah. help you out? Yeah. Jeez. So how do you feel now? Two days on it. I still feel pretty shitty. Like yeah. I still have a fever. I'm still achy. I'm still really tired, but I'll get there. Yeah. Well, hopefully the plague doctor can help you mm-hmm. in your recovery. Fix it, Mortimer. Use your Magic lantern. <laughs> oh, that's why I should I should have gotten you the plague nurse. She would have. See, it's always the doctors never really are the ones that help you out the most. It's always the nurses. And I gotta get you. The plague I'm nurse. just picturing like a sexy plague doc plague nurse costume for Halloween. 
They might have it. Oh I my god. It. God. I just want a sexy ghost butter churner. <laughs> <laughs> what would that look like? Like a silk sheet ghost with like butter? You just pass around butter that you made. I just picture you'd be wearing like colonial clothes that are <laughs> covered in flour. So you're just white. So that's why you're a ghost? It's the flower? Not- you're just white. And then you're handing out like uh, buttermilk that you had shaken in a jar for 30 hours. <laughs> and the only thing you say is, are you vegan? <laughs> are you a vegan? <laughs> they'd be like, I do not want this. <laughs> Who are you? Six feet. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see what Halloween's going to be like this year. Yeah, they. I'm imagining they're going to cancel it. Yeah. We're doing a trunk or treat event for my Girl Scout troop. And I think that'll be okay. Yeah. I think it'll be good. Yeah. Could you imagine if children, like as a child, if you had gotten candy, right, from your neighbors and stuff and it was individually wrapped, but you still had to wait like 10 days before you could eat it? Oh, my God. How many children are going to die from stress (laughs) by not being able to eat the dinky snack-sized Reese's that looks like a pumpkin for 10 days? Just, Just wash your hands. Wash your face. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's like uh just do what the turtle did during Rocco's modern life you turn yeah. the page wash your hands turn the page wash your hands but it's open the wrapper wash your hands <laughs> eat the candy wash your hands wash your hands <laughs> <laughs> that was fine hey that'll solve america's obesity crisis because you have to work so hard just to have some candy <laughs> Everyone's like, I'm tired of wasting water and washing my hands. Stocks for Vaseline skyrocket because everybody's hands are so chapped from washing. They have like no skin left. My natural oils have been depleted. (laughs) This peanut oil from this snack size Reese's pumpkin is not helping. Yeah, gross. On that note, (laughs) oh yeah, we're recording a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we shall. You can find us online at yieldcrimepodcast.com. You can also find us on social media on Twitter at yieldcrimepod and on Instagram at yieldcrimepodcast. We are still accepting listener stories for the month of October. So you can email them to us at yieldcrimepodcast at gmail.com. And all submissions are being put into a drawing for a grand prize. And it's really cool, but it's not a trampoline because we can't, we can't do that yet. If you guys aren't going to buy us one, we're certainly not going to buy you one. Yeah. No givesies, backsies, you know, or yeah. like givesies. <laughs> no givesies of the trampolinesies. <laughs> That's what mom always used to say. <laughs> She's going to be so mad that you said that. It's funny. I mean it in jest. I love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good fun. Yeah. Good dangerous fun. <laughs> sweet, sweet, dangerous fun. <laughs> <laughs> if you're enjoying the podcast, we hope you will leave us a five star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts, as it really 
helps the show. And it makes us feel good. It does. We have a secret folder that's not so secret because we've talked about it a couple of times. I think it's a pretty open secret right now. It's a, listen, we like we like it when you're nice to us and we have a folder of all of the nice things you've said just in case, you know, we have a bad day, you know, like a werewolf ghost after us and we're just like, oh, somebody thought our podcast was fun. This is nice. And like if a werewolf witch spider comes by and we have yeah, to burn our house gotta, down. We got to burn our house down. At least we have you. Yep. <laughs> so thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> you can also support us uh, by joining our Patreon. I just finished uploading a bunch of bonus content. Ooh-ooh. And we'll be working on our patron only gifts soon. Mm-hmm. And if that's not really your jam, if you're like, I can't. I can't tie myself down to a, monthly, to a monthly subscription of anything. I've been trying to not tie myself down to rent every month, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. So uh, we just appreciate the thought. Well, and if you want to just do a one-time donation, we do have a link to our buy me a coffee mm-hmm. as well. And that's just a one-time simple donation for as low as $3, which is less than an actual cup of coffee. Yeah, I was just going to say that won't get get you a PSL, but... It'll get you close. It'll get you close. You may have to pay an extra dollar. Right. And last but certainly not least, uh, our tea public. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun, man. Check out our merch. We also have put up on our store a lot of the other podcasts that we like to support. So you can find merchandise from shows like Malice and Cold Collars Comedy, Drink Drunk Dead, Studying Scarlet inconceivable thanks for coming for nerds by nerds mm-hmm. i feel like i'm missing one don't you dare but if i am you'll have to go onto the store to see which one i'm missing oh nice twist a lot <laughs> twist shamalan twist good save shamalan twist <laughs> and on that note i'm Lindsay, and i'm madison and we'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime. <laughs>